This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so data shows that 60% of you watching right now probably aren't subscribed. And honestly, it would be very awesome if you would take the time to hit that subscribe button, hit that bell to get notifications, to make sure that you're always up to date with what I'm posting. I talk about anime and manga every single day, so you definitely will have daily content at your disposal. And honestly, I give it my all with every video that I release. So without further ado, people, let's jump into the show. Follow me! Okay, people, and so first up, we're going to be talking about some of that Tokyo Revengers. Now, y'all know, in case you don't, that in 2021, Tokyo Revengers, at the very least on the manga side of things, absolutely dominated. It's the top three most sold manga of 2021 with record-breaking sales. Pretty much no manga in the last few years, minus Demon Slayer, has even so close to that in a single year, doing like 20-something million. I forget if it was like 26 or 20. For something crazy ridiculous in a single year and it was just phenomenal now the anime side of things a little bit different even though it was pretty much the anime that was responsible for that massive boost in sales ultimately at the very least in the west the anime wasn't met with the most positive reviews a lot of people said that the animation could have been better things like that for me it was an event every single week to watch tokyo revengers i loved it it was awesome it was just something really really hyped for me pretty much every freaking week and yeah we had that season one it wrapped up a few months ago and now we got confirmation that tokyo revengers season two's tv anime is currently in development in production it is coming so if it's in development now depending on when it actually began we're in december 2021 i could see maybe winter of next year pretty much which would be technically like january 2023 around that time period i could see tokyo revengers returning if it's any sooner than that it'll probably be a bit of a rush job just being honest with you because it's like yeah i think a solid year of development would be great also it depends on when they started pre-production of this actual season as well yeah people fantastic news tokyo revengers yet again here we go baby i can't wait because season two is probably going to be even bigger and grander than season one ever was because i read the manga and i can tell you that this series just continues to get better and better and better with plot twists cliffhangers just epicness all around amazingness tokyo revengers and while we're on the topic of Tokyo Revengers we got an update on the total sales number for the series as a whole because according to this it says Tokyo Revengers by Ken Wakui has 43.63 million copies in circulation including digital sales as well holy cow almost 50 million Tokyo Revengers it's kind of crazy and a lot of people probably aren't seeing this this way because for whatever reason it just hasn't had that same type of impact over here in the west however Tokyo Revengers is up there in terms of like 
uh, an attack on Titan for Kodansha. It's already at almost 50 million sales, which is pretty much about probably less than half at this point now, but for the most part, damn near up there where Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan hit 100 million, probably is at maybe 100 and something million now at this point. This is already at 50 million, and it did a record-breaking again, just huge astronomical amount of sales. It probably was, it might have been the most highest-selling Kodansha manga in history in a single year. I don't remember any other Kodansha title, including Attack on Titan itself, selling 20-something million in a freaking year. So Tokyo Revengers, just humongous. It's up there. If it's not obviously the biggest, because again, Attack on Titan, it gotta be like top five biggest Kodansha series in the last decade, maybe two of all time. Who the hell knows? It's it's really high up there, though, and major, major congrats to Ken Wakui, Tokyo Revengers, just smash hit and really awesome stuff but moving forward while we're talking about sales as well we got the total sales number updated for fire force's manga according to this it says fire force by atsuchi okubo has 17.5 million copies in circulation worldwide so that's not only in japan that's actually globally which almost 20 million that's again i want to say roughly close to what soul leader did in case you don't know atsuchi okubo is the same author that did the soul leader manga so that that's really dope and again fire force it's on its last arc if i'm not mistaken so i could see when it's all said and done fire force doing 20 million nice and neatly in sales which it's freaking awesome i mean i, I watched i want to say the first season of the anime i might have finished it. if i didn't finish it i was like two or three episodes shy of finishing it and i'm definitely going to do that because yeah it was really dope from what i remember and i really like shinra shinra kusakabe but shout outs to fire force and shout outs to atsushi okubo and one more thing on the topic of sales because we got the top 50 best manga volumes of the week let's jump right into these bad boys for starters we got 50 through 41 and off the rip i ain't even gonna lie i'm not familiar with damn near any of these titles we got mojo de oyasumi volume 20 with 12,000 coming in at number 50 then we got okay tokyo revenge is pretty much one of the only ones that i'm really uh truly familiar with with uh, damn this volume came out in september holy cow september 17th and doing another damn near 13,000 two away from 13,000 bringing its total to over 1 million copies for the latest volume in a couple months that's that's phenomenal man kodansha must be really hype over tokyo revengers massive success then we got volumes 40 through 31 again a lot of unfamiliar faces to me at the very least we got dr stone there with 15,000 this week bringing its total to 205,000. uh shangri-la frontier i've been seeing that name a lot lately so uh that's doing what 16,000 this week for a total of 64,000. thousand. bakemonogatari up there at number 32 with uh, 17,000 and 15 volumes. So again, nothing to stand out-ish. Then places 30 through 21. Okay, we got Four Nights of the Apocalypse in 12 days, 66,000 doing 20,920 this week. Uh, that's one that I'm going to, in the upcoming year, 2022, I'm going to catch up and do a big video and maybe here and there you guys will get Four Nights of the Apocalypse drops from me in terms of like big videos talking about the latest events and stuff like that because I'm really hype over it from the little bit that i started on this spinoff it was something to say the least so yeah uh and, and it's doing pretty damn well i ain't gonna lie for a spinoff sequel series 66,000 in 12 days that's that's great that's actually doing better than like i want to say hiromashima creator of fairy tales eden zero his new series with a full season of anime under its belt so it speaks volumes that people are really rocking with four nights of the apocalypse then we got 20 through 11 at number 16 jujutsu kaisen volume 17 with 24,000 again and that yo that volume 
came out October 4th with 24,000, bringing its total to 1,653,000. That is insane that that's still on the charts and it's only going to keep going up with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero coming out. Like a whole bunch of big things is going to continue to propel Jujutsu Kaisen. A major second volume 24 with 28,000. And oh wow, in four days? Wait, hold on. That, that don't make no sense. That's crazy. It must have did like an astronomical number in like a day or two. And these are like the extra days. So insane stuff in four days, 78,000 total. And then the top 10, which I'm going to lie. This was one of the most, I don't want to say uninteresting, but very unfamiliar top 50s I've seen in a long time. There was only like one Tokyo Revenger volume, which is a shocker. And then a lot of these things I'm not too familiar with. Okay, we got Mushoku Tensei volume 16, uh, 54,000 in a full straight week or 55,000 total for seven days with that latest anime and everybody's saying how great it is. That's really dope for it to premiere there. Then we got Spy X Family and this came out November 4th. So pretty much in a month, it's amassed, holy cow, 666,000. Wow, really? 666. All right, Spy X Family, I see what time, what type of time y'all on. Wow, that's crazy. 666,000 copies in 25 days. Not bad at all with 55,000 this week. Then we got Sosa No Free Eden uh, in 11 days, 238,000 with 66,000 this week. Yo, what is it with all these sixes? What's going on here, fam? Honey Lemon Soda. I'll never get over the titles of some of these series, fam. 85,000 in four days. Great stuff there. Then we got Boom in 10 days, over half a million. And in this little run, 156,117 copies for Kingdom at number two. And what is this at number one? Kusuriya no Hitori Goto. Oh, okay, uh, with 161,000 copies yeah i am gonna lie what a list it's not something that i'm too familiar with not that i'm mad at it at all because hey let's get familiar with some of these titles baby why not but yeah the top 50 best-selling manga of the week odd list but okay okay people next up something really really awesome in case you don't know the creator of naruto masashi kishimoto has a twin brother named seishi kishimoto in the past there was some controversy where he actually had to come out and say hey i'm not copying my brother because they were saying that his works were very similar if you've ever read six 666 Satan, aka O Parts Hunter. That was something that I ain't gonna lie. It was like Naruto meets Dragon Ball, and I really loved it. And one day I gotta go back and finish it. But nevertheless, Seishi Kishimoto, he's a really dope author. He just never had a smash hit like his brother, his twin brother did, Kishimoto with Naruto. But it seems as though he's back yet again with a new work. According to this, O Parts Hunter Seishi Kishimoto launches new monster life and the earth manga. Manga creator Seishi Kishimoto launches Monster Life and the Earth Monster No Isha manga on Denya's Manga Box app on Monday to celebrate the app's 8th anniversary. The manga is set in a dangerous world and centers on a doctor who heals monsters of sickness and injuries. When Manga Box announced the manga in January earlier this year, the manga was described as expanding on the worldview of Yobigami, an earlier one-shot by Kishimoto. Kishimoto published Yobigami on Manga Box on January 20th. The one-shot is based on a manga that appears in the second episode of the Oh My Boss Kowa Besatsu there. Love is a supplement live action. Yo, this is based on something that's based on some... What the hell? <laughs> okay. The one-shot is credited to Kishimoto as Ukyo Arazome, a character in the show played by Natsuki Hane, who is the manga creator of Yobigami. The live-action series premiered on January 12th. Kishimoto previously drew the Mad Chimera World manga in 2017-2018, the Sukedachi Nin Assist 9 manga from 2014-2016, to the action fantasy manga Kurenai 
Kai no Okami to Oshikase no Hitsuji, aka the Crimson Wolf and the Trapped Sheep in 2011 to 2013, and the fighting manga Blazer Drive in 2008 through 2010. He serialized his adventure series O Parts Hunter, aka 66 Satan, and Shonen Gangang from 2001 until 2007, and Viz Media published all 19 volumes of the manga between 06 and 09. And of course, he's the younger twin brother of Naruto manga creator Masashi Kishimoto. Out of all the works he's ever done, I'll be honest with you, the only one I'm really familiar with is Opart Center 666 Satan because, first of all, if you just look at the art, it's so swagged out. I ain't gonna lie. It's like, it reminds you of Naruto, but it has its own darker spin on it. And if you ever read Opart's Hunter, you would understand why people say like, oh, it was a ripoff. I don't think it's a ripoff because it, for me, it feels like Naruto meets Dragon Ball, but nevertheless, it's very similar. And at the end of the day, they're twin brothers, so they have a lot of the same influences. They grew up together. They probably have some weird DNA thing that kind of, you know, brings them together to make similar creations. But I'm interested. I ain't gonna lie, man. Seishi Kishimoto, that 66 Satan from what I remember reading was really awesome and he's a twin brother to Masashi Kishimoto until Kishimoto does a new manga because he's, you know, seemingly doing the Boruto manga scripts even though a lot of people are saying no, that's not actually him. Whatever. Let's give Kishimoto's twin brother a try with something new. Although it just feels a little bit bizarre that he made this work that's based off a work that's based off a live action. Okay, I'm gonna still finish 666 Satan someday. And holy cow, if you're following this episode all the way through, I've been talking about sixes a lot. This is a demonic episode, people. Yeah! Okay, next up, a small little nod to Eden Zero's massive success over on Netflix, because according to this, it says Eden Zero ranked number nine globally for the most watched non English TV series on Netflix this past week from November 22nd to the 28th. Which is crazy because when you're doing stuff like that, you're competing with things like Squid Game that is inescapable and stuff like that, right? Because that's non-English TV series or whatnot. And yeah, man, it's weird because it looks like the anime of Eden Zero is doing very well, but the manga sales aren't necessarily translated. So I hope those pick up for Hiromashima because it's dope to see that at the very least his anime is taking off and a lot of people are liking it. But maybe the Netflix crowd, the ones that actually watch Netflix aren't big manga readers. That's something that I'm starting to notice that if your series is on Netflix, it's not necessarily equating to big manga sales. So maybe there's some tie there of like, hey, people on Netflix aren't reading manga, which would kind of make sense because if they were reading manga, they wouldn't be watching Netflix, right? No. <laughs> okay, people, then we got a little bit more sales to talk about this time. It's Oricon's November top 20 selling by series. So these are the series, not just individual volumes. And just because I want to see if there's anything that I actually recognize. Okay, number 17, Haikyuu in November. It did 136,000. Still still doing numbers, man. And Haikyuu ended a little bit ago now. Um, Number 16, Osama Ranking. That's one that I got to check out the anime for. A lot of people have been telling me, and I think it's done by Wit Studio as well. That did 139,000. Komi Can't Communicate. All these authors keep talking about Komi Can't Communicate, which is kind of crazy that they must really love it 148,000 but then again that probably might resonate with people that are like introverts and things like that maybe I should check it out I'm kind of an introvert I know you're probably thinking how the fnav you got thousands of videos on YouTube how can you be an introvert big difference from talking to this camera that I get to you know converse with you guys through than actually being in the public like in the public I'm just kind of like 
Help me, Lord. No. <laughs> then Blue Lock at number 12 with 163,000. What did you eat yesterday? 217,000. My Hero Academia at number 8 with 249,000. Dr. Stone, number 7, 281,000. Soso no Free Eden, 327,000. And number 6, Jujutsu Kaisen, number 5, 361,000. Kimetsu no Yaiba, number 4, 385. Wow, man. A lot of stuff. Spy X Family at number 3 with 600. Yeah, there's a big jump from Kimetsu to Spy X Family. Uh, 609,000. Kingdom at number 2 with 885,000. And Tokyo Revengers still managed to take the top spot of November with 935,000. Damn near a million copies sold in November of manga for Tokyo Revengers. That's why that season 2 is coming. Maybe that's why that season 2 is in production. They were like... Imagine what a season two will do, fam. Especially if they give it the works of high quality art and animation. Poo. I mean, it's already poo, but it'll be even more poo poo. And I don't mean poo poo like... Anyway, let's move on. Next up for fans of Golden Kamui, it has made it to getting announced for a season four. That's right, people. Golden Kamui season four has been announced and confirmed. And the studio that's doing it is Brain Base, which I want to say Brain Base is the one that did already the first three seasons. And yeah, I haven't checked out Golden Kamui in a long time. I remember I finished season one back when it first debuted. But since then, I ain't check it out. And I really enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie. I always love that the main character kind of looked like Jotaro Kujo from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So, yeah, I, I might have to go back and do that because it was a fun little enjoyable show. I mean, the production quality wasn't the greatest in the world from what I remember in season one. But there was a lot of really dope stuff about the story itself. And, you know, it would get pretty freaking gritty. A lot of really messed up things would happen. So, it's something that I'm definitely open-minded to going back to. It's just, I gotta find the time, mate. But yeah, people, Golden Conway season four, brain-based. It's... I'm imagining probably going to wrap it up, right? That'd probably be the final. I couldn't imagine them getting a season five, but that'd be dope if it did. I mean, hey, adapt the whole story, you know, if you're going to do it. Okay, people, quickly, I wanted to report it because I think it's kind of awesome when other regions get into manga and see their support and all that jazz because uh, France, I've said it before and I'll say it again, really love One Piece. According to this, One Piece by Eichiro Oda has sold over 26 million units in France and Volume 100 will release next week over there and we'll have a first print run of a quarter million copies limited edition included france damn near 30 million of one piece like i don't think one piece over here has sold probably even five million and i might be straight it might have not even sold a million i don't know but like yeah one piece in the west you know we could go down the rabbit hole of how four kids gave it a terrible name to begin with back in the days or whatever but it is really dope to see at the very least in france outside of just the juggernaut that it is in japan france is doing 26 million units and the latest volume got a quarter of a million printed up let's go for volume 100 that's awesome okay moving forward i wanted to include this story because i thought it was kind of dope the creator of fairy tale Hiro Mashima. He's done Fairy Tale. He's done Eden Zero. He's done a lot of different things. He's working on games and all sorts of stuff. But I've been covering in the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments that he has been putting his hand and dabbling his foot into learning how to create video games and just understanding 3D modeling and things like that. And Mans posted a clip of, and I want to say it's one of the characters from Eden Zero, the little robot, in a video game that he designed himself and i'm just uh, flabbergasted like first of all this looks really dope i can't even believe like 
you did this? You designed, like, this 3D world? And, like, and he said in the post, it says, I wonder if I can make my own game. You can. Like, well, I don't know if you could do it considering all the work you have on your hands. The fairy tale, 100 Years Quest manga, and I'm sure you're supervising the anime. The Eden Zero manga. I'm sure when the next season comes, you'll be supervising. You're doing that one video game for the mobile. Like, you got a lot on your plate, and I would imagine that developing your own video game would take time. But imagine the banks. If he made, like, imagine Hiro Mashima presents Mashima's world a gotcha game the money that he would make to himself if he designed it for a mobile oh my god and I'm sure he has the capital and the resources to get it done like Hiro Mashima do it I love seeing creators really create to to this level and yeah yes do do it I, I think you can do it just very impressed like that 3d modeling looks awesome okay people next up we got a few pieces of Jujutsu Kaisen news in particular I really found this one to be interesting because in case you don't know the upcoming film Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is based off of the manga there's a manga called Jujutsu Kaisen Zero that follows the adventures of a character that is different than the main character of the regular manga it's essentially a prequel to Jujutsu Kaisen and you see some of the cast of characters from the regular manga but for the most part the story revolves around a different person however one of the things was like oh so it's going to be based on the manga but with this piece of information that just came out it says additional information of course Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie is scheduled for December 24th in Japan However, the movie will be entitled to new additions that were not in the manga, according to the director, Sung-Hoo Park. So essentially, there will be stuff in this film that was not in the manga. I don't know how far they're going to go to deviate away from the manga, but maybe there could be like new action scenes. Maybe slight things that'll go back and tie into the anime itself of like, hey, this is foreshadowed in the film. So there's going to be new stuff that is not in the manga, which it's kind of hype because I already read the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero manga. So the fact that there's going to be some... Some extra new stuff in there who knows maybe it could be that they're also going to show like a young Yuji Tadori or something like that or Yuji before the manga begins like now I think about it that would be kind of sick because at the end of the day it's still technically Jujutsu Kaisen and a lot of people are going to show up to that film like yo where's you know what I'm saying <laughs> where's Yuji where's Nobara where's Megumi so maybe the new stuff that they're going to include is what these characters were doing at that time period during Jujutsu Kaisen Zero even if it's just like a couple minutes a piece like Yuji in school busting some thug down Nobara with her friends or whatever I'm trying to be spoiler free and Megumi kind of his descent into kind of being more badass like just showcase a little bit of them again a minute or two a piece just to give an idea of like hey this is what these characters were doing at this time period but this film is not necessarily about them so we're going to show you that and also regarding the film according to this it says Jujutsu Kaisen Zero anime film offers volume 0.5 booklet with midnight screenings a live stream special for the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie film announced on Saturday that the film's audience members will each receive a 0.5 Tokyo Prefecture Jujutsu High booklet while supplies last and the theaters will distribute 5 million copies of this book. The booklet will include an exclusive nine-page manga by original manga creator Gege Akutami about the daily life of Okotsu and the other first-year students. The thumbnail layouts for the first chapter from the manga that inspired the film, the film's design, a question-and-answer session with Akutami, and comments by the anime staff and cast. In addition, theaters in Kyoto and Miyagi, locals with links to the story, plus Tokyo, Osaka, Aichi, Fukuoka, and Hokkaido will hold midnight screenings 
on opening day, December 24th. So yeah, there's going to be 5 million copies of this book. And this book is going to have an exclusive manga that it was already mentioned that there's going to be a little one-shot manga about Utah and his daily life. And this is going to have that in there. I really hope, and I've said this before when they announced that that book was going to happen. But now that we got all the details, I really want my hands on that book. I really hope when they release that film over here in the West, please, I want that shit. Because these details... They sound pretty interesting. I ain't gonna lie. A little exclusive chapter from Gege. I'm here for it. Okay, people. Next up, we got some more updates for Jump Festa 2022. We're about like a week and a half away from Jump Festa's massive extravaganza. Y'all already know there's gonna be stages for damn near everything. This is going to be huge in terms of all the announcements that we got coming. And according to this, it says Jump Festa will hold a new weekly Shonen Jump New Heroes and Heroine stage in which Sakamoto Days, the elusive Sam Samurai and Blue Box will participate. All series will receive new PVs and the editors from each series will also appear. And then it also says Jump Festa 2022, Undead Unluck will have Sunshine Ikezaki performing a Q&A corner with Tozuka and Lotteries. Ayakashi Triangle will showcase new illustrations by Kentaro Yabuki and reveal important information. And Marshall will play quizzes with guests and release a new PV, which is interesting that in the first piece of news, they didn't mention Marshall being a part of the new Jump Heroes and Heroines stage, even though Marshall was initially, I remember I talked about this probably back in March, how they were pumping up Marshall being a part like Marshall undead and the new generation of Jump, the strongest generation, you know what I'm saying? And now they're kind of putting that to the side, probably because we're going to get maybe even a trailer for the upcoming Marshall anime. I mean, Marshall is about, I want to say at this point, maybe 80 something, 90 something chapters so it's about after that mark where the anime gets announced and i wouldn't be surprised if undead unluck gets announced as well but maybe they feel like because marshall is selling more than all the others that okay we're gonna separate it from the new heroes these other series kind of we need to put them together because they're smaller and they sell less and one other huge thing regarding jump festa 2022 for starters haikyuu will celebrate the 10th anniversary of the serialization with new illustrations drawn by haruichi furudate i'm excited i'm excited because this news was posted only a few days ago it's Black Clover will reveal new information about its upcoming movie and merchandise. They said, you know, there's a Black Clover stage. We didn't know what the hell to expect from it, but we're getting new info about the movie and it's about freaking time. I ain't gonna lie. I, I haven't been digging the way they did the whole Black Clover movie announcement. Like, yo, we had at the end of the anime, that was a great way to end it. Like, yeah, movie coming. And since then, we had one visual that was just of Asta from the time skip and that was it. <laughs> we didn't get nothing else about this freaking Black Clover movie and the anime, of course, ended back in March. So it's like, it's been dry. The manga's been Going, which is dope but we haven't really had anything anime related so i'm very very hype about whatever it is that's going to come hopefully it's a trailer or a new key visual that gives us an idea of what this movie is going to be about i've said it in the past but I gotta say it again, if you have any shred of wanting and hoping for Black Clover's anime to return, it is imperative that we support this film. Unless, because I gotta be honest with you, I have my limits. If this film, for whatever reason, they decide that they're gonna do full-on 3D CGI or something, which I don't think Studio Piro would get down for that, but if they did... Ooh, I don't know if I can support that. I don't know. Like, I'm already apprehensive about the whole Dragon Ball Super film that they're doing in 3D CG that I'm not a big fan of at all. And if they did that with Black Clover, I would be like, oh, God. Not that there's any indication that they are, but I'm just saying, like, please, Studio Piro, for the love of God, don't do this to us. New Black Clover movie info coming in Jump Festa and... 
God, this is going to be huge. I ain't going to lie. I might actually. And I guess I'm going to throw this in here. Question, if you're watching this segment, please answer me. I really would appreciate it. When Jump Festa drops, would you guys prefer for me to wait until like all the news comes out? Or for like the big pieces of news like Black Clover, Boruto, One Piece. Like the stuff that we're really excited about. When those things happen, I make small videos. And then at the end of it all, do like big wrap-ups. And put together all the news pieces in one big video. But at the very least, so that you guys have the news as soon as it drops boom little thing here little thing there so that everything gets to you as quick as possible definitely let me know because i'm so pumped about jump festa bleach boruto black clover one oh, okay people next up i wanted to share this with you guys because y'all know that it was a few months back that the creator of berserk kentaro Miura, passed away and it's looking like you know we don't know what the future of the manga is going to be like as it stands right now it's in a bit of a limbo of whether or not it'll continue with the you know production staff that he had or you know what's going on so i felt like this was important to share uh, it says first look of berserk volume 41's cover by kentaro miura and duranki cover drafted by berserk creator kentaro miura and drawn by his assistants of studio gaga studio gaga was the studio that he had set up prior to his death where they were basically creating different works and he was supervising and whatnot and this if i'm not mistaken could very well be the final volume that collects every chapter that was serialized in the magazine but didn't have a volume yet i want to say this might potentially be the final Kentaro Miura drawn and Kentaro Miura created volume of Berserk. Don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure but either way it's dope to see Guts on the cover and I believe that's Kanska in the back as well and I would like to and I think I will order the Japanese version of this because I think it comes with like limited edition stuff if I'm not mistaken. It looks like it comes with like a CD of sorts and yeah I don't know it looks really dope. And then the cover for the Duranki volume which I definitely want to read that as well because Kentaro Miura was involved in the creation. He drafted it so you know he wrote it up and they drew it this could very well be the final uh volume of berserk uh i don't know it's just so sad to think about to be honest with you like kentaro miura forever kentaro miura the legend one of the greatest creators of literature um in our time okay people next up a couple of pieces of boruto news we got a spoiler for our upcoming episode of boruto's anime and also we got some unfortunate news which is usually predictable they usually do this with every anime if i'm not mistaken and i believe one piece is going through the same thing it says the boruto anime will be on a broadcast break on january 2nd 2022 no episode will be airing on that date episode 231 will be titled a rusted sword and it's slated for january 9th and the plot line features wasabi namida and Subaki, which yeah they they usually do that for like new years they take a break i want to say it was just announced as well that for one piece the one piece anime will be on a two-week break from december 26th to january 2nd so there won't be any one piece anime either which again this is part for the course at the end of the year which for me i was looking at it as okay great i get to relax check some backlog back catalog stuff at the same time i could make different videos and all that jazz so i'm never bummed out about this stuff i mean yeah it kind of sucks if you're really into especially like it's a really heavy arc or something and like no i'm in the middle of it i don't want to break but let the staff do what they got to do let them rust and just quickly like i said we have a boruto episode spoiler for episode 231 a rusted sword out uh january 9th it says an incident has occurred where a traveling merchant has been attacked by robbers izuno wasabi suzumeno namida and kurogane subaki of team 15 have been assigned to investigate the situation then subaki makes a discovery the evidence seems to be related to the samurai from her hometown in the iron country in addition subaki suddenly recognizes one of the perpetrators marks that were left behind she's unable to conceal her trembling and feelings about the evidence the reason why she reacted that way is because it's someone who she used to respect they used to hone their swordsmanship skills 
kills with one another. The suspect seems to be someone who was trained under the same master as Tsubaki, a more senior disciple. It's as if Tsubaki was destined to meet this enemy because of their connection to one another. And I'll keep it real. Of the new generation, especially of that team in particular, the fact that they're focusing in on her. Um, I really like the samurai girl. I think she's a really dope character, interesting and all that jazz. If we comparing to how I felt, let's just say a hundred episodes ago with regarding like, oh, we're focusing in on team 15 now to now, I feel a little bit better about it just because like I'm more familiar with these characters. I've seen some really dope stuff happen with these characters. And just in general, I might be personally more invested in the Boruto anime as a whole than I used to be. Like before, like again, 2019, it was bad, bad. We was down in the, like I said before, the dark ages, boy. So I'm a little bit more excited about this than I probably would have been a year ago or two years ago or anything like that. But it's still not anything like, oh man, you know, we're heading towards the big plot reveals with Kawaki and Code. This is one of those things, and we're probably going to get a lot of these episodes because we're really close to the manga, where you really got to be deep into the Boruto anime and care really about a lot of this stuff in order to actually really dig into these episodes because Tsubaki is like this is a you know some people will say filler character this is an anime only character but I'm kind of excited I'll watch it at the very least and yeah people those were the Boruto updates that we have for the anime a break and Tsubaki episode in the beginning of January. oh god we're starting off 2022 with one of the next gen characters alrighty next up I found this to be a little bit interesting because we got the Shoseki rankings for the upcoming volume releases for Jump Manga these are not the sales they're just the rankings but for three different days we got one piece at number one um and I believe it stood at number one for all three days of its first three days of release and Marshall stood at number seven for two of those days and then went number eight for the third day however Undead luck i want to say it started off at number 12 which again that's like not the greatest and then in its second day it dropped to 18 and in its third day it dropped to 23 which is still not horrible by any means and i still think there's a bright future for undead on luck but i don't know i just feel like it deserves more from the bit that i read and from what people that i really trust their opinion tell me undead on luck is the truth and then uh the canceled manga which is interesting that they're doing like a big epilogue chapter or bringing it back or whatever but candy flurry volume three it starts off at 57 and then the second day it drops oh my god from 57 to 287 and then it doesn't even rank on its third day so yeah candy flurry another one that i mean it had a very bright start i remember a lot of people talking about candy flurry the first couple chapters and then it just went poof gone with the wind but yeah i thought that'd be interesting to note that marshall still standing very strong one piece number one baby let's go but um undead of luck i want to see those numbers go up and the placements and all that jazz because i just hear great things about it all the time okay people next up we got the shonen jump author comments Let's take a look. For starters, we got Kohei Horikoshi from My Hero Academia. He said, thank you for all the votes. Rhodey is a movie character. Amazing. I'm telling y'all, I've been telling you. If you watch my My Hero Academia videos and all that jazz, I've been telling y'all he's going to write Rhodey into the damn thing or they're going to make another film and Rhodey's going to be in that film as well. Maybe they're going to make Rhodey like a big reoccurring character in the My Hero Academia films. Whatever it is, Rhodey is going to be around a while. If he was voted top 10 My Hero Academia characters in the popularity poll expect more roadie a lot more roadie in the future but shout out to Koya Horikoshi then we got Doran Dororan by Gen Osaka it's a new series it's two chapters deep said thank you for the comment Tabata Sensei keep it up I'll do my best too and 
he's referring to Yuki Tabata off the Black Clover because he said a nice compliment about like, yo, we're in here with that. Um, I hate that a lot of people are already bashing Doran Doran saying it's mid because it just got started. It does feel generic to a certain degree with certain aspects, but I don't know. I like the vibe. I think it's a kind of cool and dope, interesting start. It might get canceled. Who knows? But um, I'm going to enjoy it for the ride. Like between that and Aya Shimon, yeah, Aya Shimon, I really love Aya Shimon. This one, I, I enjoy it. Then we got Sakamoto Days, Yuto Suzuki. He said, Vondi's new song, Odoriko, is so, so good. Please give it a listen. Probably won't, but <laughs> thanks for the recommendation, fam. Uh, then we got Eichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. I want to go to the airport just for Pikmin and also the movie theater, the zoo, and the beach. Then go. Go draw Luffy on the beach. <laughs> no. <laughs> then we got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm still wearing sandals. I think it'd go a little longer. I don't want to wear socks. I wear slippers damn near in every weather, every day of the week. I don't care. I'm a slipper guy. I love slippers. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing... Hold on. Oh, no. I don't got my Dragon Ball slippers on right now. I got Nikes. But I wear them all the time. It has to really be like, I don't know, four feet of snow for me to be like, fine. I'll put on some boots or I got to go to like a fancy dinner place or something like, fine. But yeah, slippers. Gege knows what's up, man. Me and Gege, we, we got a bond, okay? They don't know who I am that I even exist, but we, we got a bond. We got Yuji Kaku, author of Ayashimon. Chapter 1 had an error with the date, so I'll fix it in the graphic novels. How embarrassing. You good, fam. Are you crazy right now? Like, don't even start with that, oh, humble shit. Like, I am loving Ayashimon. Like, I love the vibe and all of that jazz. Like, don't worry about it. Just fix it in the graphic novels. I'm gonna buy those graphic novels, baby. Let's go. Like, yeah, Yuji Kaku, do your thing. Don't worry about it, fam. You, you good. You good money over here, bro. We loving Ayashimon. Four chapters, and I'm loving all the chapters kaido baby maruo kaido then we got boichi artist of dr stone volume 24 will release in january in japan i hope everyone reads it it's doing well on the charts so yeah uh, then we got blue box author koji miura i wanted to throw this one in there i participated in an online horror event with friends it was fun to scream a bunch i don't know if i'd get scared from an online horror thing unless like i'm in the dark and they have one of those like jump scare things or uh, maybe I, I don't know then we got hajime komodo author of mashu the fries at mcdonald's are delicious best fries in the world fam you unhealthy as fuck i'm sorry like put the mcdonald's down put the big mac big maku put it down then we got a few extras that i wanted to talk about because these are authors that their monthly releases they're not technically in shonen jump but they had author comments and i was like let's do it baby we got takeshi obata one of the creators of death note for the shoha shoten it's a comedy series that he has going and again i want to say it's like a monthly publication over there the tokyo lion hall is based on a real theater but i changed the design to improve the composition and tempo of the manga let me know if you guys want to see me talk about it it's a i want to say again it's a gag series of some sorts but i want to talk about it i love to get shiobata's works if you want and if you recommend it enough i will read it and talk about it we got daisuke ashihara author of world trigger volume 24 should be on sale in japan now it has a cool looking belly band on it that looks like the start of a murder case take a look i need to catch up on world trigger at some point then we got seraph of the ends author yamato yamamoto i did a live drawing for an online event called pop asia matsuri in france again france really loves manga a lot and shout out to sarah for the and i can't even believe that that series is still going that that and blue x is kind of boggles my mind sometimes like y'all still running like although seraph of the end is one that i would i could see my i could actually see myself finishing on both of them but seraph of the end i was really invested into that one and i have a little bit of an emotional attachment to it uh for sentimental reasons but yeah 
I could see myself definitely going back and finishing several for the end. I wonder if they're ever going to do a season three. Oh my God, that song, the, I, I want to say it's the first ending song called Scapegoat is one of my all-time favorite anime songs, period. Opening, endings, whatever that. Come and break it down for me. A river will flow. When I can sing, I'll throw one in there, fam. Y'all know me. And yes, people, those were the Shonen Jump author comments that we have for this round. Very interesting. I had a good time reading those. Okay, people, next up, not much of a story. Just wanted to include it in here because I've been noticing a lot of hype for this series ever since the anime dropped. I just keep seeing creator after creator saying, oh, I really like this one. Oh, I really enjoy this one. Um, apparently, My Hero Academia's creator, Koya Horikoshi, drew a fan art of a character from Komi Can't Communicate. I want to say that's the main character. They said, it is a fan art of Mr. Furumi. And I want to say they meant miss. Uh, I'm watching anime. Basically, hey, I drew a fan art because I'm watching the anime. I really like it. And uh, yeah, I, I got to check out <laughs> Komi Can't Communicate. There's too much hype right now. And I'm like, if Koya Odegoshi's watching it, maybe I should take a look. Coming in with this story, apparently Eichiro Oda don't rock with me. No! According to this, it says, Eichiro Oda explains why he doesn't watch One Piece YouTubers. One Piece manga creator Eichiro Oda addressed the topic of One Piece YouTubers in a Q&A corner published in the manga's 101 compiled volume, which shipped in Japan on Friday. When asked if he watched analysis channels on YouTube, he responded, I know of them, and I have seen some videos here and there. I'm surprised at how knowledgeable everyone is. Their predictions of future events can be completely on the mark, so I make sure not to watch them. Oda further explained that he creates the series for readers who can engage with it on any level, so he feels that it would be dangerous if he took the opinions of mega fans deeply into account. He said that if he did so, he might feel tempted to abridge or omit explanations, which would make the story inaccessible. He said that because he doesn't impose any checks on YouTubers, he encourages readers to freely engage with their content. He also plugged the knock Nakamaga Urutube programs on the official One Piece YouTube channel, which features prominent One Piece fan YouTubers. So yeah, um, Oda don't really rock with us, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to say that Masashi Kishimoto, creator of Naruto, he had said once upon a time that he watched a few YouTubers. He actually recognized a few of them. I don't know if he ever saw me. He had to have seen me. I ain't gonna lie. Like, y'all know I'm the Naruto manga OG. Y'all know Kishimoto, at the very least, had to come across the video of mine and be like, who is that? Oh. <laughs> But yeah, fam, Oda don't mess with us. Uh, I mean, nowadays I'm not like the biggest One Piece tuber in the world anyways, but back in my day, back in my day, are you? <laughs> Shoutouts to Oda regardless. Like, I respect that. I ain't gonna lie. Because he could easily just be like, oh, that theory sounds so dope. Write that shit in there. Hells yeah. Respect. Next up, y'all probably gonna be like, huh? And I ain't gonna lie. It's just because I heard the staff credits and I saw a trailer for it. And I was like, this one, this is one that I'm looking forward to. It doesn't have a manga that I'm familiar with or a novel or anything like that. It might be based off something, but I am going strictly off aesthetics and credits alone of who's involved with this one. This looks like it's going to be amazing. An anime called Bubble. It says that day, Bubbles reigned on Tokyo. Bubbles streaming worldwide from Thursday, April 28th, only on Netflix. First of all, the main character, holy cow, looks like it was designed by the artist of Death Note, like, or Bakuman, whatever. It looks like a Bakuman character, holy cow. But the art and animation from the trailer is breathtaking. Absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. All of those freaking synonyms for what describes beautiful, that's what it looks like. But then the credits, if this is actually legit, it says, Director 
Tetsuro Araki, who did Attack on Titan Seasons 1 through 3, and Death Note, which, okay, if he directed it, he directed that character design into here. Then, Ryder. This is very big to me, so you got a beautiful art and animation trailer. You got the director of Attack on Titan Seasons 1 through 3 and Death Note. And then the writer that you got is Gen Urobuchi, who did Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica and Fate Zero. It could very well be one of the biggest anime of 2022. I ain't gonna lie, like it has everything going for it. The only thing that will stop it is if it's like boring as shit or we're being misled. Like that's the only thing because other than that, this looks like this should be a home run. And the person that's doing the music too, oh my god, the person that's doing the music, Hiroyuki Sawano, he did Attack on Titan, Kill a Kill, uh, Guilty Crown, and lastly, the animation studio with Studio. I haven't even seen this shit yet. We won't see it till April. And I got to say that this sounds like, I don't even know, inexplainable. This sounds like this should be a 10 out of 10 anime. Hopefully it is because it looks good. Sounds good. Everything about the creation and the creators involved is dope. This could be with studios way out of bankruptcy. I am going to lie. And it's just, again, phenomenal. Bubble. Next up, we've been talking about it for a little bit now. But the new fantasy manga series, Yomi no Sugai by Fullmetal Alchemist creator Hiromu Arakawa is on the cover of the upcoming monthly Shonen Gangan issue. And yeah, so is the chapter out? Okay, it's in the January, which it probably is out already because it'll be posted January. But the magazine will be out in December. And yeah, I'm very excited to read this. Like I said, it's the creator of Fullmetal Alchemist, one of the best in of all time like this could be really good next up just a small update on sales when it comes to please don't bully me miss nagatoro san i forgot the name already you know the nagatoro anime it says please don't bully me nagatoro has 2 million copies in circulation for volumes 1 through 12 including digital and i'm happy because it's not the biggest thing in the world it's not an action series but 2 million copies for 12 volumes that's really dope and um, i can't wait because season 2 was already announced and i loved season 1 just wanted to throw this in here as well okay people and last story of the episode creator of bleach taite kubo recently hyped up the bleach anime with some new art and i figured i'd share it with you according to this article it says bleach creator hypes anime comeback with new ichigo art taite kubo might have closed shop on bleach years ago but the series never left his mind if you did not know ichigo kurosaki has been mounting a comeback of sorts for the past year with an anime revival on the way kubo is all about soul reapers once more and the artist is celebrating the franchise of return with a special new sketch the artwork comes courtesy of kubo himself as shueisha shared his latest sketch it was there fans got to see the artist's newest take on ichigo and the soul reaper is looking good ahead of bleach expo and jump festa and i ain't gonna lie it just looks like he hasn't lost his touch it straight up looks like ichigo is nothing fancy or anything like that but it shows that kubo ain't lose a step at all when it comes to drawing his you know iconic ichigo kurosaki character it, it looks dope now for those who don't know ichigo will appear at two events in japan shortly one of them is bleach expo an art exhibition dedicated to kubo's supernatural series the other is jump festa of course the annual convention is set to go down in less than two weeks and bleach will have a main stage panel it has already been shared that bleach's new anime will take over the panel so fans are excited to see what the revival has in store and thanks to kubo's new art we are certain he feels the same so yeah kubo is hyping it up bleach back baby let's freaking go jump festa we so we actually have the festa uh and oh my god if it's disappointing and they don't really share big things out of jump festa then we are all gonna feel very dumb because i, I i'm sure a lot of you are with me when i say i'm excited for this a lot like very very excited
like very very excited <laughs> but yeah people that's all the stories we have for today's episode i'm curious what you guys think most important story to you most interesting story to you the things that you return to forever news for things that maybe you want to see me talk about drop them in the comments all of that jazz thank you for showing up to watch another episode of this bad boy that's all i have for this one though thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoy the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of the social media links are in the description below i'm for world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy. have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of have an awesome day <laughs>